I'm old enough to have seen the history, young enough to still continue being in it. Yes. Continuing it. Or making it. Or making it, right. For the Marin Council of Chambers, I'm Stephanie Plant, and this is We Are One Marin. In our continuing celebration of Marin City's 80th, we made a visit to MC Arts and Culture, where we learned that the MC stands for many things. It can be Marin County, Marin City, or, in the more traditional sense, Master of Ceremonies, which is where Oshala Diana Marcus comes in. As you will hear, she wears the title MC very well. She is of the world, but always circles back to her MC, Marin City, where the gallery is located. Oshala's family roots represent some of what will be featured in the MC80 exhibit as well. So stay tuned as Oshala leads us on a cultural and historical tour as we continue to learn how Marin works. Our featured guest today is Oshala Marcus. Thank you for giving us your time today and, frankly, for inviting us here into your gallery space. We're in the Gateway Center in Marin City. Talking to the MC. Yeah. Talking to the MC. <laughs> On the microphone. Yeah. And um, maybe you could, we could start by talking a little bit about the gallery and what that represents. So MC Arts and Culture. We are a membership-based group of artists from various disciplines, theater, visual and literary arts, dance, music, fashion, and culinary, committed to educational enrichment and illumination of forms and genres born out of the black African global community and to the uplifting of emerging new voices who contribute through their disciplines to the positive health and well-being of humanity. Just that? That's all. Just that's that. It. That's all you're doing? That's all. That's all. That's right? Great. So you see, this is this is an, a visual arts gallery, but I'm a dancer, so my background is a dancer, so there's no way that this space could, could be without having a little dance floor. Mm -hmm. That was really important. And then also there's a little recording studio in the office. It was very important to be able to have those aspects. So it started off as a, well, I mean, Whenever you have four walls, it makes sense to be able to hang things on it. And so in that, we had already done a visual arts exhibit at the Civic Center back in 2019 when MC Arts and Culture was really being formed. So it made sense to start it off as MC Arts Gallery. So the art gallery, it holds, it's like a basket that holds all these different things. And then... You know, it's again, if you're listening to that um, statement of who we are, fashion, culinary. So you see the clothes. I did see, see that. It was hard for me to miss. I right? like to see the clothes. Yes. You see the earrings, <laughs> although a lot of them are tucked away because we just did the Juneteenth Festival. But um, but yeah, we have clothes. Um, we have uh, everything in this space is handmade without having to make an issue out of it, we're completely fair trade. Mm -hmm. mm. We are really looking at the local, global economy. And that's really important to me. Mm -hmm. Because when we look at what's going on in terms of, I, I think of the 99% movement and like where, like where is the, where are the real issues that we are dealing with in this society? A lot of it is because the wealth is funneled up into just one little arena, and so we're all kind of held hostage by that reality. 
Um, but the little things that we can do to change that is how we spend our money, mm-hmm. how we vote with our money. And so that has been something that's driven me for a long time, that avenue of microeconomics. I think I read that MC Arts and Culture is the first arts collective made up of Marin County black artists. That's right. I mean, I grew up in Marin. My grandparents came here in 1942 to work on the shipyards. So my grandfather came first, and then um, my grandmother came after and brought three children. Wow. He worked on the shipyard. She didn't work on the shipyard. She was stayed at home. But after the war was over, she worked at the Casa Madrona Hotel mm-hmm. in Sausalito. At that time, my mother had actually moved out of Marin City for a short amount of time and met my father in Sausalito. My father was the, <laughs> the deputy sheriff in Marin County, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, it, it, we can just, just so happen to say, okay, he just so happened to be the first Negro. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use the word that was positively used at that time. Yes. Um, this but was in the late 50s? This was in 1958. Okay. This was, yeah, before I was born. And uh, so they met in Sausalito when she had moved out of Marin City for a while. I'm going to a whole other place all the way three <laughs> miles away in Sausalito. Right? But really, it was a whole other world. Mm-hmm. Sausalito and Marin City, even though they're, you know, close together, just very different in terms of its... Demographics, obviously, when I grew up, it was 99% African-American. Most, most of the uh, people living here had come from Alabama, Louisiana, Arkansas, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. So that was the majority of people coming from a similar cultures right. of the South and settling here. Although during Marin ships, Marin City was very diverse with people from all over, Chinese mm-hmm. community, European community, and I say European really in that there was Germans, there were mm-hmm. Irish, there were Italians. I tend to like to use the actual ethnic groups because oftentimes we get lumped into saying white, right. black. It tells me a lot more than I'm a white person mm-hmm. or I'm a black person, you right. know, and Germans had a whole different experience than Italians did, mm-hmm. than the mm-hmm. Swedish did when they came here, and that the Africans did, mm-hmm. and the Africans coming from the Carolinas or the Africans that were already here. So um, it, I'm saying all that to say that culture is really my realm, mm-hmm. and all of that is within the realm of the humanities, arts, and culture. So in, in Sausalito, it was a very small town. We were the only, and now I will use the terms. We were the only family of color Mm -hmm. (laughs) in Sausalito, along with the Lee family, Mm. Martha Lee, uh, George Lee, their parents owned uh, Marin Fruit Company, Ah. right across Mm -hmm. the street from where the uh, Scomas is right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. On Bridgeway. uh, Yeah. And there was no meridian in the middle. Uh It was the beach. The beach came up to that point. Oh, right wow. and wow. yeah and the little seal that was out there we used to play on the little seal oh, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and that fountain had a big elephant <laughs> so I grew up first six years of my life on Bridgeway hmm. but still connected with Marin City because my grandparents were here mm-hmm. and then we moved from there to Mill Valley for three years on Sunrise Avenue mm-hmm. okay so I had that experience and that reality um, and then we moved back to Marin City when I was like 10 years old. So 
and this is definitely, Marin City is definitely my community, but I'm definitely no Marin County. And then later on, definitely know the Bay Area. Like I lived in Oakland, mm -hmm. lived in Fairfax. When, that was my first apartment when I left <laughs> here. Ah. Lived in Fairfax, right across the street from Wildwood Health Food. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a long way. Tofu I mean, factory. it's interesting sometimes to think about the distances you can travel within Marin County mm -hmm. and still be in the same county. Mm -hmm. Whole another mindset, because Fairfax was kind of a little hippie, uh -huh. the Sleeping Lady Cafe, yeah. Yeah. and you know, it had all, the, all those d different dynamics. But because my people were he from here, Marin City was my home. I was, you know, come yeah. home to Marin City. Um, so it all fit together because I started studying the craft of acting at a very young age. Mm. Um, so for me, it made, it just made sense because in acting, especially at that time, you learn diction, you learn dialects, especially dialects within the African diaspora. You learn, you know, your body, you learn movement, and you train to be able to dissolve yourself into different characters and different experiences. So the curiosity for history you know, for global history, all those kind of things get peaked at a young age when you're coming from acting, hmm. right? Um, so that really set a, a, a foundation uh, for for me for the arts and culture. And then all along, I always had a, a day job that turned into a day career because my my big thing was, okay, how am I going to be able to do the arts and and work? You know, I taught aerobics at the time, and then that turned into eventually I went to India. Uh, did Pilates, you know, yoga. I really wanted to go to India to, to do that. So when I got my student loan <laughs> to go back to, when I say go back to college, you know, I had an associate's degree, um, you know, all the way up through my late 40s. Mm. But I always knew, you know, get all those undergrad units because one day you may want to go back to and finish your bachelor's degree. And did you do that? I did. I did, but when I got those student loans I, to do that, I was like, I'm gonna do a bang for, for all these bucks <laughs> that I'm spending, that I'm gonna be in debt for the rest of my life, right? I'm gonna make sure that I really stretch it. So, you know, I was, I was a good accountant at that time, working with it, and then made some of my studies. I went to India, studied yoga because I knew I wanted to teach and I was like, you know, there's so many people teaching yoga out here. Mm. I, I wanna I really wanna study in India. I wanna I want to distinguish myself with really having that, you know, that authentic touch, which I really got. My teachers were amazing there. Mm. And it was a very traditional school also. But again, always connected to Marin City, always working in the arts. Here, we did Marin City Dance Company, we did Marin City Theater Company, a man by the name of David Jones, who was our mentor, a lot of our, you know, young people here. He had, you know, a little group, we would do little theater skits, I would dance, <laughs> Kelly Thomas would sing. Um, you know, it was a little group of us, and then we would put on shows in the community and, uh, and then do scholarships. We raised money to help other kids Wow. And other students uh, go to college. And, and again, this was all within the context of Marin City at that time. So that 99% of African-American people, it was predominantly that. Um, so what David Jones was doing, he was a student at San Francisco State. 
and uh, he's no longer with us. So, you know, rest in peace, David Jones. But he was like a mentor to us. And um, he was doing what he did just for the love of it. He really left an impact. He gave us a space as young artists in the community to be able to express ourselves in that way. And uh, there weren't that many nonprofits in Marin City at that time. There was OGAD, which was Operation Give a Dam. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe there was two nonprofits. There was Operation Give a Dam, and there was the Marin City Multi Service Center mm-hmm. that did a, that did a lot of different services that were in the community, but only two. Yeah. Um, and you know, and Paul's mother Terry, she was part of the Multi Service Center. So I'm I'm old enough to have seen the history, young enough to still continue being in it yes continuing it or making it or making it right so that was like a whole nother world that was happening here mm-hmm. and then the, the other things that I were doing were happening in another world mm-hmm. so my my life was always like with oh, these these different these very different worlds but to me they made sense because you know it was me doing it well and they were all grounded through you to this community, it sounds like. You Absolutely. Know, you kept coming back here mm-hmm. and giving back here. and it, Right, right, But right. this is a community where there's such great benefit to be had from the kinds of programs to give back that, that you're doing, that Paul Austin is doing, that Felicia is doing. There's such a beautiful similarity in some ways between the sentiment, not necessarily the specifics of the work, but the sentiment. Right, right. When I was coming to do things in Marin City, it was always like, hey, uh, Diana, because Oshala, Diana, Marcus, hey, can you come in and dance? Can you? So it was always me just contributing my time, uh-huh. right, uh, to the people who I knew. So it was my way of con- connecting with the community to be able to come in and, and do different things. And then when I would come back here to work, so I was working at the Marin City Community Services District. Mm. And so that made sense for me to work for our community government. And then they hired me as the arts and cultural person, mm-hmm. right? Which would make sense. Sure. So we worked with the summer program. Mm-hmm. And that's when Paul was a little baby, right? Oh. Yes, he was. Okay. <laughs> now he's all grown up and doing his thing. So that was like one of my first jobs and grounding in, you know, in a big way in the community and working with the young people. But it was always through kind of that organization. So coming back years later and them hiring me to do Juneteenth and to uh, to do the arts and culture was kind of like coming back home into a job. And I worked that job for a few years. And I'm, I'm going to give Marin City Community Services District a lot of credit because in that job, in that position and doing Juneteenth, I was able to ground out, out of my kind of uh, working as an artist and being here in the East Bay and LA and other places, I was able to come back here and connect, reconnect in a deep way. Mm-hmm. And that's really where MC Arts and Culture was born, is me kind of being still enough to be able to establish this. I did read that you've been described as performer, entrepreneur, and community leader. All that is from different perspectives. I mean, leader, it depends on who's following you. So <laughs> I don't want to say that I'm a leader. Like, I'm not following well, you. Well, you didn't say it. The uh, author of the article um, that I read said it in one sentence, actually. Performer, entrepreneur, and community leader. I mean, I think you get to a certain age and you keep doing what you're doing. 
right? Eventually you step into that. Like I proudly step into that I'm an elder. I like that. I have life experience and, and that I have a responsibility to those that are coming after me. So, I, so in that way, yes, I could be considered a leader, but I look at leadership as leading with mm. rather than leading over or power. I'm definitely into power with mm. rather than power over. So when I started MC Arts and Culture, it was really like there's power in our numbers. And when, when Marin City started to be become less and less African-American, which was always kind of a refuge. It was like a sanctuary city for black people, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. I mean, in this way, you didn't have to think about it that way. Mm -hmm. But now I look at that, it's like, nah, yeah, because Sausalito wasn't always a safe sanctuary. Sausalito wasn't a sanctuary city. Mm -hmm. Mill Valley wasn't a sanctuary city for black people. No. Well, and Nevada that, was not. The population, mm -hmm. as you stated, was more than 90%, almost 100% black people. That's right. Until the 90s, right? And right. it's really, mm -hmm. what, down to 30-something percent Something or so like now? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's a big change you've seen too. Huge, huge change. You mentioned previously that there was um, you had an, a gallery showing at the Civic Center in 2019, and I believe then you were about to open this space in March of 2020. The exhibit went down in January of, of 2020, and then I signed the lease on March the 6th. The shutdown orders happened on March the 11th, and then we sat for seven months. Yeah, we sat here for seven months, and um, I had to make some hard choices at that time. In a way, uh, it still kind of gave some time. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of making lemonade out of lemons at this yes. point. Mm -hmm. I mean, but, I think yeah. every business owner has mm -hmm. had to think that way Yes, since COVID. In fact, yeah. I believe uh, you called it the COVID-19 reality shift. Yes. I, I really, that resonated with me. I remember being in Walgreens and, and we were just at the checkout counter and, and a woman was saying, oh my God, it's going to be awful next week because we're all going to have to start wearing masks. I was like, what? And I, of course I'm like, well, I didn't get the memo, right? <laughs> she was like, I was like what, what are you talking about? And then lo and behold, it was that next week that was happening. It's like, whoa, that was, now that was a big reality shift to, to go from that. And then the reality shift is like, maybe your routine was that you wake up, you go to your little cafe, you sipping on your thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now they're closed, right? You better make that coffee at home. Uh, yes. Right, right. And so some of it was the reality shift of slowing down. Like I had my first garden at that time mm. and my garden was rocking yeah, oh sure <laughs> it was just beautiful so there was something of of you know that reality shift so there were I think everybody had their own different reality shift some people's lives got better some people's lives got a lot worse some people still work at home some people opened up new businesses for me it was getting real clear about okay if we're gonna do this with the art gallery what does that really mean being able to then have our grand opening in October yep, 2020, 2020 October in the middle of it all. Ooh, so wow. we had to deal with 25% capacity. Mm. So this is a pretty big space. Yes. Right. 2,000 square feet or something? Right. So 25% capacity or you know 2,500 square feet was 25 people, mm -hmm. right? So I was like, how are we gonna, how are we gonna have a fabulous grand opening with 25 people and everybody's wearing a mask? I was like, I know, 
first of all, we're going to have a masquerade ball. Ah, I read that. So that everybody clever. gets to wear a mask, but it's going to be a fabulous mask. Part of your costume. <laughs> right. Don't come in here with that other thing. Yeah, don't wear that. Wear, right, don't. Uh -uh. Come in. With, you can wear it underneath. Sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mm. So let's do let's do kind of a Mardi Gras carnival kind of thing. So at that time I thought, you know, it's going to be up to the artists and the comedians to get us through this. Mm. Because if it's up to the bureaucrats, we'll all mm. be sitting on our hands, yeah. terrified to live. Um, so how can we do things that are within the rules? Mm -hmm. But how can we do them in a way that we can help people because one big pandemic that was going on was depression, mm -hmm. was isolation, suicides. Yeah. A lot of things were going on during that time. There was one elder who came to the grand opening and I know he hadn't been out of the house for months and it was known in the community he just hadn't been out. And he came to the grand opening and I was like, Oh, wow, you, you came out. He said, I just had to come out. Mm. And he said, you know what? He said, I had to come out and support. But I'll tell you, now that I'm out, I didn't realize how much I was missing. Mm. So good to be out. So good to, you know, to, to be out and listening to music and dancing. So, so this space is a space of refuge for everyone. It's going beyond like the DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. You can just come and visit us. Mm -hmm. And so the DEI is happening automatically. What kind of a future would you like to see? In the gallery? Let's start there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, wow, that's a big question, okay. Um, I see a future where the young people learn about world and global history from a timeline. What were we doing? Not only what we were doing here in 1691, but what was going on on the African continent in 1691? What was going on in Europe? What was going on in China mm. in 1691? What was going on in India in 1691? You know, knowing your history gives you a, an idea of where you're at now. So being able to, to for, for our young people to have a real good sense of history, of how we are all connected and how we all establish cultures in different parts of the world, how do we all get to the United States? And then to be able to study philosophy and have critical thinking around what's going on now. What is media? You know, how, how, did, how did the internet get started? What, did, what is the benefit and what are, what, are, what are some of the pros and cons of where we are right now? When did TikTok get started? What was le all those things. So I see a future where we go deep into who we are. And I see a future where we are all more educated. And then, of course, yeah, with the gallery to, to you know, for people to be able to, to see the value of what's here. And to see, oh wow, if I'm an entrepreneur, it's like, oh, I can, I can, I can make a T-shirt, or you know, I can, uh, you know, these earrings that that are coming from Sierra Leone. Maybe I'd like to go to Sierra Leone and see how those earrings are made, mm. right? I can mm -hmm. travel, and then once I travel, I start to see, whoa, maybe some things aren't the way that I've been told that they were. I know when I started to travel, that's what I experienced. Mm -hmm. It's like, whoa. 
things aren't like what I've been being told. Mm -hmm. So I want more people to be able to have those realities and not just travel as tourists, but to actually travel culturally and travel through the arts and to connect with each other through the arts. Well, just that. Just that. <laughs> just just that. But that. But that's still in my lane, right? It is in your lane. It's right in my lane. Your lane's just really wide. It's, it's a wide lane, <laughs> but I, I, don't even, I don't even see it necessarily as a wide lane. I see it like as a lane that is very colorful like there's a lot of art i got a lot of i got a lot of graffiti and a lot of murals in my lane right <laughs> I, like it. I mean i like it well here's to widening your lane yes. more thank, thank you. you and um thank you all for listening and really joining us all in this larger conversation of how arts and culture can lift us up thank thanks you. Okay. thank you thank you stephanie don't forget, you can celebrate Marin City 80 beginning on August 20th when the exhibit opens at the Marin Civic Center. There will be a stage performance the following week on the 27th and 28th, and the celebration continues with a music festival Labor Day weekend. For more information about our guest, Oshala, you can find her and her wide lane of offerings at mcartsandculture.com. That's mcartsandculture.com. The Marin Community Foundation generously sponsors this podcast. Our theme music is performed by a student at Enriching Lives Through Music. Elm is in San Rafael's Canal Neighborhood. Finally, a reminder to support diverse local businesses and shop Marin. <laughs>